Parenting Toolkit Podcast, equipping parents and caregivers with the tools that they need to set their children up for success. Brought to you by the Jessamine County Public Library. Hello and welcome to JCPL's Parenting Toolkit Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Irwin, Children's Program Coordinator here at the Jessamine County Public Library. And joining me today are Heather Kidd and Jordan Thompson from the Jessamine Early Learning Village. Welcome, ladies. Hey, how are you? Great. I'm so glad you guys are here today. We're excited to be here. All right, ladies, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do at the village? So um, we're both actually social workers. Um, That's our background and our um, degree is in social work. Um, But we um, are both school counselors at the village. So um, we do a lot of different things throughout the day. Um, Our day is different all the time. Um, But um, we do work a lot with kids one-on-one, doing individual counseling, small group counseling. Um, We do some crisis intervention. We work with parents. just a lot of different things throughout the building so yeah and we we work a lot with the community and like connecting our kids um, with resources and some case management um, also and I know this is my first year at the early learning village I'm used to working with K through five so this has been a huge adjustment Um, just learning working with just all four and five-year-olds because we have like 800 four and five-year-olds at our school so that's been you know a new experience for me but Heather's been there a little bit longer. I bet that's quite an adventure for you guys. 800 four and five-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's very entertaining. Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Great. Well, um, I know that we're hearing more and more, um, and parents today are, are doing more research and, and understanding the importance of social emotional skills and, get, and helping their children acquire those skills even before they get to school. So can you talk to us just a little bit about what exactly are social emotional skills? I know that's a, a term that might sound a little bit scary to people who aren't familiar with it. Sure, yeah. So um, we talk about this a lot in kindergarten because a lot of kindergartners are coming into school for the first time. They may have never been in daycare, never been in preschool. And so pretty much all kindergartners, whether wherever they've been, have are lacking social emotional skills um, just due to their age um, and not being in school yet. So um, we talk a lot about social and emotional learning, um, which teaches children um, really to recognize and understand their emotions, um, feel empathy, um, help them make decisions, build and maintain relationships, all those things that are important for life, um, just life skills. So we really focus on um, five main areas. Um, The first one would be self-awareness. So that's recognizing their own emotions and thoughts and feelings and how they feel inside and knowing what those feelings are and are able to identify them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we talk about self-management. So just being able to regulate those emotions. So when they're having a strong feeling, understanding what to do with it and how they can regulate themselves. And that's probably the biggest one yeah. that we really like have to work on most of our students with is like self-regulation. That's yeah. a big one. And the impulse control, which mm-hmm. a lot of them are lacking. I think there's a lot of adults who are still <laughs> sure. lacking in, in those skills too. So I think that's important for everybody. Yeah, yeah It's sure. a lifelong process for yeah. sure. So um, the other one would be social awareness. So that's not only recognizing their own feelings, but being able to recognize other people's feelings and being able to empathize with those people and um, respect others and Mm -hmm. kind of know how to do that and work through that. Um, We also really focus on relationship skills. So their ability to establish relationships, which is really important in kindergarten, and then the ability to maintain those relationships. Um, 
And that all, something that also goes along with that is um, being able to communicate clearly um, with others and listen well and cooperate with others. So all those skills, learning how to get along with each other um, in a classroom and with peers their age. Sure. Now, you mentioned that almost all kindergartners coming into school don't have a firm grasp on these skills yet. Um, how important is it for parents to start introducing these skills and these ideas to kids before they get to school? Or is it better, is there a certain time frame when the kids are ready to learn that? Is there a time that's too early to start? Um, I don't think it's ever too early to start. Okay. I mean, you can start you know, with a, a very young child teaching them those skills and how to identify their feelings when they're, you know, frustrated or mad and helping them put a name to that feeling. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, a two-year-old, you can say, I see your, I can see that you're feeling mad okay. um, and helping them learn that and then teaching them ways to, to regulate those emotions at a very young age. So, um, and, and that will help them as they're coming into kindergarten to already have um, a foundation of those skills. They will still be learning that throughout the school year, of course, um, as new situations arise and, th and things they've never experienced before. But having that foundation is going to make it even easier on them. And we have seen that you know, kids that have a good grasp on social-emotional skills um, do have an increased academic performance. It does help them learn because if they're already able to regulate emotions in the classroom, that's going to help them pay attention and be able to listen to their teacher and things like that. So, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, and it also can help um, reduce, um, like, any kind of aggressive behaviors that they may have. Um, and it does teach them helping behaviors and how to be a good friend um, in the classroom and just helps them really have a, a more positive attitude towards their self and other other kids so I think we get um, some students too that have never left the house a lot mm -hmm. and so they've never had to have those social interactions they're comfortable with mom or dad or brother or sister um, but then when they get into the school setting they're not be used to being around other children mm -hmm. or having those having to use their words because sure. mom might know what they want when they make a noise um, so a lot of our social emotional learning, I'm thinking more so for our preschoolers, preschool age, like three and four year olds, um, is just before they start school, um, just taking them places mm -hmm. or having them interact in those conversations or ask, even if it's as simple as, I want you to ask your aunt, you know, what her favorite color is, like just teaching them, um, how to act in a social setting that they're not always completely comfortable in. Yeah, that's a great tip. Thanks for that. All right, ladies, can you talk to me about the CARE model? What exactly is the CARE model? Um, so Heather and I just got trained on this, and it's it's stuff that we do um, when we're working with kids one-on-one, -on -one, but it's geared more towards, it's something that not just school counselors can do or therapists can do but something parents can even do with their kids at home mm -hmm. and they kind of call it this like special play time okay. um, and it's between the child and the adult and within that play time you're teaching pro-social skills through play so it's really good um, for your younger kids I would say three to seven is what mm -hmm. they recommend mm -hmm. and it's something a parent can do that only takes them three to five minutes a day. Um, you just say, we're going to have special play time. Let's get out our special play toys. And you can kind of set a timer. But while you're playing, you're focusing on um, three specific P's, which I'll explain in a second. Okay. Um, but when we say like, hey, it's time for special play time, we're teaching parents 
um, to interact positively with their child. And some of the toys that you can use for this playtime are like Legos, building blocks, Mr. Potato Head. So stuff you already have right around your house. Yes. That's great. It could even be markers and paper. And it's all child-led. So you put the, the toys out for the child mm-hmm. and you let them choose what they want to play with. Um, and part of that is while you're playing with them, you're going to ignore any negative behaviors you're seeing. So let's say um, the child is playing maybe a little aggressive or they take something out of your hand. You're going to kind of ignore that behavior. Mm-hmm. But when they're doing something positive, you're going to point that out. Um, but there's three P's that we teach parents to think about while they're playing. And the first one is praise. So... Um, you're going to tell the child exactly what you like about their behavior. So you could say, oh, um, good job putting the toys away. Or I like the way you're sitting so nicely while we're playing. Um, if they ask you to play, I like how you asked me to play. Thank you for sharing with me. Um, and you're just focusing on praising the child for any positives that you're seeing by labeling what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and this will hope, hopefully increase the likelihood that a desirable behavior will happen again because you're praising them for sure, those positive sure. behaviors. So. Um, and we really talk about um, if, if there's something not positive and it's not dangerous, you just kind of let it go during those okay. three to five minutes. Um, the second P is like to paraphrase what they're doing. So just kind of let the child lead the conversation. So... A lot of times a child will tell you what they're doing like, oh, I just drew a tree. And you say, yes, you know, you did draw a tree. Um, The child might say, I like to watch Barney. And you say, you like to watch Barney. So you're just repeating what the child is saying. And it's showing them that that you're listening and they're getting your positive attention when they're doing, having a positive interaction. Mm -hmm. It can also really help with communication because you're modeling speech for them. Sure. Because they're hearing you reflect back what they're saying. So that really helps with speech as well, which we see a lot of our kids coming into preschool, especially in kindergarten with some with speech um, delays. So that's really helpful for that as well. That's great that it can help with two different areas at the same time. So that's good. And it's really like when you're paraphrasing what they're doing, you're not telling them to stop, quit, don't do that. You're really just being positive and you're leading them. You're showing them I, you have all my attention. I, you're teaching them how to communicate. Um, and then the third P is like you doing the play by play. So you're going to like let the child lead the play, let them pick what they want to do. But as they're doing it you're kind of summarizing what they did. So you might say, oh, look, you're making a tower or you drew a square or now you're picking up the blocks. And then you can also say, I like how you're picking up. So you're putting praise, paraphrasing and the play by play together. Um, So typically when we talk to parents about this, we let them practice and it does, it does take practice. Like it takes the first day you do it, you may feel super uncomfortable or you may be like, oh my goodness, am I praising enough? Oh yeah, I got to describe what they're doing. Oh, I'm giving the play by play. But once you practice, it really just kind of comes natural. Um, but I'll give you a little personal disclosure. Actually, when I was trained on this, I I started trying to do it with my three-year-old at Mm -hmm. home and I started thinking I must not praise her enough because she was like, mom, what are you doing? (laughs) 
<laughs> so she she realized that I was like talking to her differently than I normally sure. do. Normally sure. do, but um, it's it definitely um, is something that everybody can work on. I think the hard part is when you're doing it too is to not tell the child what to do because as parents and caregivers we're like we ask too many questions and I know something they emphasized when we got trained was let them lead don't ask them like do you want to draw a house do you want to build a tower what's he doing but it's really just letting the child lead all of the play and just acknowledging what they're doing yeah, and also um, watching your tone of voice, like you're putting the girl in the car because right. then that's, you know, influencing how they're playing sure. and um, and letting them um, guide it is just giving them that control too that a lot of kids um, need and want sometimes and um, giving them that special time to, to do that and be who they are. So, yeah. The really the focused um, attention on the each individual child, I think, is probably really important part of that. Uh, in addition to the the praise, since um, you know it's very easy to correct as a parent, but um, just letting focusing on what they're doing good for that period of time is is that's that's good to know. And when you're when you're like playing with them, when you're in the moment, you kind of feel like you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like a research based play practice for caregivers. And they really emphasize that research has shown that it helps with noncompliance, hyperactivity, destructive behavior, those kids, like when kids have physical aggression, verbal aggression, it helps with whining. Um, It really can have a huge impact and and it's evidence-based that it shows progress in these areas. It can really help with students with separation anxiety. People that, especially kids that have been through, if you have a child that's living with you that's like been through some trauma, Mm -hmm. it's really good for trauma kids. But then they also emphasize that research shows it's just good for all kids, not just those kids, but it also is beneficial for those kids. That's amazing that that um, such a short amount of time can make such a big impact. Yes. Now, speaking of amount of time, how often do they suggest you you do this? Is it once a day? Is it multiple times a day? Is it once a week? Um, what are you? What's going to get you the best um, bang for your buck, so to speak? Yeah. Basically, what they told us would be once a day, or you know, through the week at least. Mm-hmm. You know, um, once every five days or something. Um, and it's just three to five minutes. So it's not the length of time. Mm-hmm. It's the um, the number of times that you do it through. Okay. So frequency over um, more time, more sure. time spent. So you don't have to do a, do 20 minutes of playtime, but it's just doing it every day for three to five minutes is, is most beneficial. Wow, and they great. did emphasize, like, if you want to do it longer, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to have playtime be longer, but you really only need three to five minutes a day and it's it's for one-on-one or maybe like, I think they said up to maybe two to three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to be able to really focus on that child and let them know you're listening, you're playing with them, you're reinforcing um, their positives through all the three Ps um, while you're playing with them. Sure, sure. And and this, um, this model of, um, I guess it stands for uh, Child Adult Relationship Enhancement. Is mm-hmm. that right? That's right. Okay. Good job. I was, I, was, I was reading the notes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So that um, that's really going to help with, um, like you said, the, the self-regulation. Um, I, I would assume building uh, self-esteem as well in the kids, mm-hmm. knowing that their parents um, think that they're important to spend that one-on-one time with them. Sure. Too. Definitely. And, the, and like you just said, that all ties into the social-emotional skills that mm-hmm. – 
we're, you know, teaching them at school and wanting um, parents to work with their children on. So this is an easy way to kind of do that. Of course, um, if you are playing with your child, I know I said ignore negative behaviors. There are some behaviors that you can't ignore, and most of those are like the unsafe behaviors. So if the child is like hitting, biting, kicking, standing on furniture, maybe breaking the toys, um, those are some behaviors that you you don't have to ignore. But if they're like talking like a baby or maybe they're kind of whining or maybe just screaming a little bit, if it's something that's not dangerous, they really emphasize trying your best to just ignore. And then, you know, just to use the three P's and be thinking about, um, you know, you're drawing a tree or, and then when they are maybe whining or screaming, you just don't give any comment during the negative behaviors and you wait until they're doing something else that you can either repeat what they're doing or kind of label, um, label the positive, like, oh, I love how you're calm now and you're building with the blocks. Right. Instead of screaming or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not even asking them to stop, quit, quit doing that. Just kind of giving them that wait time to to have a positive behavior. Well, great. Thank you for that tip as well. That's important. Um, Now, if parents are really interested in this, um, this strategy or this model, is there a place that they can go to get more information or can they contact you? What's their next steps on this? Yeah, I think um, either one of us would be happy to talk to any parents um, that are more interested in this. Um, of course, we're both at the Village, so um, our email addresses are online um, on the Desmond County Schools website. Um, they could always call the school and ask for one of us, um, but we would be happy to, to talk to anyone that's interested. So Great. That's good to know. Thank you. Well, ladies, is there any um, last-minute tips or um, little points of interest that you think that really stand out to you as wanting to leave our listeners with before we sign off for the day I think um, the biggest thing we want to emphasize is just if you need help reach out to us we love when parents call us especially just saying we need help with social skills or my child has trouble de-escalating but just challenging parents to not be afraid to ask for help um we, we work with four and five-year-olds every day. And so if we can't help, we usually can find someone in the building that can just because um, we have a lot of experts at the school that have taught preschool and kindergarten forever. And we don't expect our parents to come in uh, knowing everything that their child needs. So just my advice is just kind of reach out and ask for help, especially if you have like a two or three year old and you feel like you do want to build these skills, but you're not sure how. Mm -hmm. Um, We love when parents reach out to us so we can be proactive instead of waiting until they've already started kindergarten and we have to work on those skills. So. Yeah, and really, you know, even at kindergarten registration or preschool registration, if um, you come in and you do have concerns or questions, um, we would love to know about them then because that helps us um, prepare for when your child is at our school and helps us with placement and getting interventions and things like that. So we would love to talk to anybody that that needs help. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I know that um, these skills and this information is going to be really helpful to the parents out there to help ease ease their worries and and maybe some anxieties that they have. So I thank you so much for your expertise today. We appreciate you having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, um, that's it for this episode of JCPL's Parenting Toolkit. This has been your host, Kate Irwin, with my guests, Heather Kidd and Jordan Thompson. Join me next month when I talk with author Ellen Martin and get some tips and ideas for having hard conversation with kids. 
Thank you for listening to JCPL's Parenting Toolkit podcast. If you found this information helpful, check out our live monthly workshops. For details and to register, visit our online events calendar at www.jesspublive.org backslash events. This podcast was produced in the Jessamine County Public Library's recording studio.